Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Is there any more motivation knowing that you're going against somebody who's not only your your uh, enemy on the field, but also your enemy in the podcast space? Oh, man. Uh, I think I think I'm more concerned with you know uh, him being a rival on the field. I've always respect Kelsey. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. I, of course, am your host, number 97, Cam Hayward, and as always, I have my producer and longtime friend Hayden Walsh here with me. Hayden, how we doing? Doing good, you know, uh, tough game Sunday, but I do want to commend you. You're fresh off a of Pilates class, so I think the, the fans need to know just how dedicated you are. Um, but I want to start with, let's hear you break down the Dolphin game. Tough game, and uh, how'd you see it? Uh, man, that was wild. Uh, you know, it's a night game. Everybody's watching. Um, and when you look at that game, uh, we missed some clear ways to win that game, whether it was winning the turnover battle, um, you know, early on, uh, they had a, they got their first touchdown in the uh, first drive, um, and then I thought we settled down. Then it went to field goals, and then uh, in the second half, we didn't surrender any points on defense. Um, and who would have thought uh, that at the end of the first half, that was going to be the final score, 16 to 10. Um, it's not the prettiest score, um, but, you know, it's a game of uh, – Field position, um, you know, who was able to hold on to the ball longest, who was able to take care of the ball. Uh, all these things came into play. Um, and, you know, at the end, you got a chance to win. That's all you can ask for. Uh, we didn't get it done. But, uh, you know, as a team, we got to be better and understand how we can win those type of games. Um, we've had a couple of those games where it's come down to, um, you know, whether it's defense, offense, defense getting off the field or offense um, making a play at the end. Um, but we all have to be uh, accountable for it, but we have to compliment each other because of it. Um, offense has got to get on the field, score touchdowns, field goals, um, and defense has got to get off the field. Uh, and special teams, you got to have some splash there. Um, and in all three instances, we didn't have those. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the first couple drives because I'm not going to lie. I thought y'all were about to get boat raced. It, they seemed like they knew exactly what they wanted to do and how to attack your defense, but you really rebounded well and held every held Tariq Hill and Waddle under 100 yards receiving. How happy were you with the adjustments and what were the adjustments that, that were needed to be made? You know, especially when you play these West Coast teams, there's a lot of scripted plays and things just tend to go a lot faster. Um, you know, you're adjusting um, to the game. I'm not going to lie. That first series, everything was moving so fast. And I was like, damn, you know, I, there was a, even the play they scored on, um, you know, I thought I had a pretty good rush, but then Tua made me wrong and sprinted in and then sucked the defense in and he was able to dump it off outside. Um, you know, and after that, I thought we were able to just catch our bearings a little bit. Um, you know, that RPO game, uh, one adjustment I thought we made was our our back end backed off the ball just a little bit so that uh, the D-line was more accountable for the run and then they were more accountable for the pass. Uh, that was a big adjustment we made, and I thought it kind of settled us in. Um, you know, and I, I thought uh, in the second half, um, 
I thought one big play, or not one big play, but one big uh, series was the first drive where they're moving the ball. Um, you know, I made a play, and then Larry made a play, and we get off, and that's a turnover of downs. It's not a turnover, but it's a turnover of downs where they get no points and we're able to, uh, to let our offense go back out there. I thought that was a, a clear statement in the second half to really just get the ball going in our way on defense. Uh, but I don't know if we capitalize on enough. Um, you know, and it, it made a, a big difference in the game to not surrender any points. But, man, uh, you know, going in the half thinking, all right, you know, it's 16-10, but we're going to treat it like 0-0. We got to go in um, and stop them from here on out. But then you look at the game, you're like, shoot, we didn't even we didn't capitalize enough on whether it was field position with our turnovers or, you know, on the offense side of the ball, um, making them pay and, you know, getting the ball in the end zone. Well, and how frustrating is it to drop a few tip balls and overthrows against Tua? Because he gave it to you guys a few times. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's definitely frustrating. Um, and I know our DBs are probably – you know, more mad than themselves than anyone, um, you know, because they practice that way. And not to say all the interceptions were the easiest to catch, but, you know, we've always preached to ourselves, you get two hands on it, you got to catch it. Um, and, you know, we'll be better because of it. I think our DBs, uh, this is a great uh, teaching tool um, to let you know you got to seize those moments. Um, you can't give an offense a chance to get out of those situations. Um, luckily, we were able to keep them out of the end zone. But with those pedal, those those interceptions, you can start your offense on the fifty, you know, the forty five going in. Um, and so we got to learn from this. Uh, I don't I don't have any lack of faith in my DBs. I think they they played a heck of a game. You're able to you know uh, keep the top on a guy like Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, wait, look at the way the linebackers played. I thought the linebackers did a really good job in coverage. Uh, Devin Bush had a really big breakup. Um, you know, Terrell Edmonds and Minka, I thought, played, you know, you know, top down, really good football. Um, but we got to catch those interceptions. And it doesn't absolve us from that, but we got to be better because of it. Yeah, it's such a cliche we always talk about, but you must win the turnover battle. And the Dolphins won the turnover battle and were able to win the game 16-10. Obviously, you have to think that was a huge difference in the game, right? They were able to get three, and we were only able to get one, right, if you count the turnover on downs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, turnovers are big. Uh, We preach turnovers, um, whether it's the balls in the air um, or, you know, punching the ball out, getting the fumble. Um, you know, I know we didn't have the pressure we needed because of the RPO game and the quick passes. But, uh, you know, with that, we got to be able to, you know, dislodge the ball. Or when the ball's up in the air, we got to make a play on it. And we didn't. Uh, and you can look at that as a clear case why we didn't win. Uh, one other thing. I know Mostert had a pretty good game. How'd you feel about the run defense overall? Uh, you know, hits and misses. Um, in some instances, I think early on, I thought. He uh, he got the best of us getting to our edges, um, but I thought we settled in. Um, you know, at the end, um, you know, I, I was really proud of our defense at the end because, um, you know, two different times at the end of the game, uh, you gave your offense a chance to go back out there and win the game. Um, it didn't work out that way, but um, even that last uh, – the second to last pick, um, you know, we talked about it. We were like, let's just let's just get off the field one more time and see what we can do. Um, and you know, we were able to get off the field. Um, you know, and that's all you can. That's 
a lot you can ask of your defense. It's not everything because you could have got a turnover again. But man, that's a it's a heck of a way to you know just you know when when it gets rough, make a make a play and get off the field. Yeah, and I, I I go back to the beginning of that game. Like I said, I thought it was going to be a butt kicking, and I can't. I, you guys did a great job. I know there's no moral victories in a loss. Thought you guys did a great job rebounding and adjusting. Um, one thing I'm curious about: we did you did play in Miami. Was the heat a factor? It, it it wasn't. You know, I wouldn't say it was just a factor. It's something you got to get used to. Um, you know, it's one thing to just hydrate, but man, that that whether it's at night or during the day, you're going to feel it, and so. Uh, but uh, it's nothing to hide from. You got to be ready for it. Every every team that goes down there has got to be ready to play in it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's you've definitely got to make sure you hydrate, or you will be one of those guys who is shriveled up in the corner because uh, you're cramping. But uh, it's not an easy game to, you know, uh, think just the weather's not going to play a part. Yeah. Um, one other thing I'm interested in. How different is it preparing for a Sunday night kickoff compared to a one o'clock or even a Monday night kickoff? Um, it's it's very similar in the Monday night games. Um, there's a lot of waiting around. You get to watch a lot of football. Um, you know, you want to get up on your feet a little bit, move around a little bit, but you don't want to waste too much energy. Um, you know, it's funny. I feel like coaches are always. Go do something. Go do something. You know, uh, don't don't just be in your room because you know you'll play sluggish. Um, but then the players, players, of course, my dogs are screaming and barking. But uh, you know, uh, it comes down to uh, you know guys. Just uh, what what players think is that we need to you know be off our feet because uh, you want to save those steps. You want to save. Uh, your body so you get you know the coaches coaches perspective and the players perspective but uh you know uh there's a lot more uh time for co- coaches to put things in and see how they they bounce off you're watching a lot of film um you know shoot I was even just trying to take my mind over things I was putting on Netflix watching uh Outer Banks because I was bored so <laughs> there was there wasn't a lot to do that day Yeah, it seems like it would be kind of boring waiting around. And for somebody who doesn't really care to watch the NFL games, I'm sure, like you said, you're watching Outer Banks or something else. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Lions, Tigers, and tailgates. Oh, my. The college football season is always a great time of year. Besides the jerseys, the face paint, and foam fingers, there's the food. And nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckridge Smoked Sausage. They are naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices. From buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese, Eckridge Smoked Sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to your tailgate meals. Visit Eckridge.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you. Football season is here, and nothing beats your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they are also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, When you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. 
Download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See VividSeats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. All right, well, thank you for breaking down the Dolphins game. Tough game. Let's move on. You got the Eagles coming up, undefeated. Caesar Sportsbook has you guys an 11-point dog on the road at the moment. Um, give me what you see on the tape of the Eagles so far. Oh, man. Um, on defense, um, they get turnovers, man. Um, Darius Slay and, and company get it, get the job done. Uh, up front, you got Javon Hargrave. Um, you got Jordan Davis. You got Fletcher Cox. These guys, uh, they thrive on one-on-one opportunities. So uh, we're going to have our hands full on the offensive line. Um, and I think just on offense, they don't turn over the ball. Um, you know, I, I think Jalen Hurts has six touchdowns on the year, but, you know, they have a really good running game. Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, um, they're able to just sustain drives with that running game. And Jalen Hurts does a great job of, you know, uh, getting the ball to guys like A.J. Brown. How impressed are you with Hurts? I think when he was in college, there was a knock that he couldn't throw, went to Oklahoma, and now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Um, everybody's got to play with a, uh, a chip on their shoulder. And you look at what Jalen Hurts has done, where it was Alabama, Oklahoma, to come in the league um, and got in, you know, people talking sideways about what he was going to be. Uh, but Jalen Hurts has answered the, the bell. Um, he's answered the call. And you look at a guy like that, that, uh, you know, they're 6-0, and and it's not just because of uh, everybody around him. It's because of him as well. So, um, you know, kudos to him. Um, he provides a different uh, type of – uh, football. He's able to run it with his uh, feet. He's able to get the ball out to the receivers. Um, we got to make sure we have good rush lanes um, and, you know, we're able to have good pressure, uh, but still uh, have some uh, good people in the back end because A.J. Brown is not going to make it easy on you. I mean, they have multiple guys, too. I think I don't know if Goddard is going to play this week, but he's really good. And, and Devonta Smith is really good as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am curious with the run game. Who do you key on more? Is it Miles Sanders or is it Jalen Hurts that you need to stop? Ooh, uh, man, that's a double-edged sword because if you stop one, the other one's going to make you wrong. Um, you know, it comes down to, uh, you know, when you get these zone-running teams, it comes down to really good assignment football and making sure everybody takes their assignment. You know, if they're – you know, they're, if they're in a gun formation where the running back's offset um, and the running back goes down, you got to make sure the guy who's blitzing or uh, spilling, we call spilling where, uh, you know, you're wrong shoulder in the inside of a, of a pulling guard, um, you know, that you take the running back. Uh, but the guy who's containing most of the time has got to take the quarterback. Uh, if you can do that, uh, you know, it's easier said than done, but if you can do that, you can have a lot of success and, you know, sometimes create uh, mishaps if you're really firing. Um, I remember times where we would play a guy like Robert Griffin, you know, when they got into those zone read formations, we got to a point where where it was, we're going to hit the quarterback no matter what the, the, uh, the play is, especially in that uh, zone read game. Because if you hit the quarterback – Either he's going to keep it or not, but we're going to mess up that the pace of it, the tempo of it, uh, and force you into something you don't want to do. Is it a similar philosophy that you take when you go to play Lamar Jackson? Yeah, 
you know, uh, you have to be in attack mode because you go back there and read, Lamar's going to make you wrong. And I'm only saying that in a zone read game. Don't even get me started when uh, it's the drop back quarterback game where uh, he can really just find the hole and make you wrong um, because then it becomes four on five and you're just trying to cover up gaps at that point. Um, you know, it, it's it's really different when uh, the quarterback's just surveying the field and he's looking to find a gap here or there. But in the zone read game, you've got to be attacking. You've got to make sure you don't just you're not on your heels catching blocks. With guys that athletic, how different is your pass rush strategy? Um, it's got to be more power um, and eyes up rather than just getting on the edge. Because if you get on the edge, they can wall you off and create even bigger holes and they become vertical. Uh, so you got to make sure um, you know you play with good extension or able to get off blocks um, because there's usually somebody who's accounting for more than one gap. Um, all right. Well, you have a big matchup this weekend against a guy who has a podcast as well. Jason Kelsey and his brother have a podcast called the New Heights Podcast. Is there any more motivation knowing that you're going against somebody who's not only your your uh, enemy on the field, but also your enemy in the podcast space? Oh man, uh, <laughs> I think I think I'm more concerned with you know uh, him being a rival on the field. I've always respect Kelsey, um, you know, and his brother, but I think. Uh, the player he is um, from the 2011 draft. Uh, he does an amazing job. He's quick, uh, plays with good technique. Um, you know, and he, he's a leader on that side of the ball. Uh, and now you bring along the podcast with him. I think, you know, he brings good insight. And, um, you know, obviously we're competing at everything we do. So everybody's got a podcast. We're just going to, you know, the winner of the game is usually the winner of the podcast. So hopefully we get the, this win this week. Well, he's entertaining, and that's why I believe he's good at it. But I love that you mentioned the 2011 draft class. Is there like a little like look at each other like, hey, we're still in the league, we're still doing this, knowing that you guys have been in the league for almost 12, 13 years? Yeah. You know, uh, I think, man, I, I get to see a lot of these guys this year, you know, whether it's a guy like Julio Jones, um, Richard Sherman's doing, you know, uh, you know, Amazon right now, uh, Kelsey, you know, J.J. Watt, uh, Cameron Jordan later on in the year. Uh, we'll see. Um, when I see these guys, it, it's a it's a testament to not only myself but them as well that uh you know that 2011 class 2011 class is is something special. Um, not many guys get to this long in their careers, uh, and to see so many different guys doing so good in this league, uh, it's pretty special. You forgot Von Miller too, who's pretty good. Von um, Miller, Tyron yeah. Smith. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're good. We got more. Don't act, I'm not AJ Green. Um, who else? Who else is there? Uh, who's left? That's the real question. Ryan Kerrigan just retired. Cam um, Jordan? Did you say him? Cam yeah, Jordan? Yeah, I said Cam Jordan. Um, um, I mean, it's it's a great draft class. I'm only giving you a hard time because Von Miller's just so damn good still. Um, yeah. Love, I, I really like that Eagles offensive line, though. Um, where, how do you see them as compared to other units in the league, and how do you do to prepare? What do you do to prepare for them? Uh, I think it starts with stopping the run, man. Um, they do a great job of getting hands um, and really good in the combo blocking game. Uh, Kelsey does a great job pulling. Um, Andy does a great job helping in the pass game. You know, whether it's you know if one guy thinks he's open, Kelsey's there to help out a lot. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a battle. We got to make sure uh, we get off blocks, um, and we got to affect this quarterback a little bit more. We haven't done that last week, uh, and it, it's kind of prevented us on defense. 
Yeah, big game, undefeated team. Uh, one more thing on this, though. How hostile are you expecting that environment knowing it's a Keystone State battle? Man, every game's a hostile environment. I, I don't really, you know, get into, uh, you know, Philly's going to be this or that. Uh, I know they've got really great fans um, and great history over there. Um, you know, I think everybody's always wanted those uh, Philly, you know, Steelers Super Bowl. Um, but for right now, we got We got to Everybody's just looking for bragging rights. So it's a it's a great tradition of both teams. Uh, and it should be a fun game. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it, and I think you guys got a shot, so it should be pretty fun on Sunday. Um, hey, so were you able to watch the game last night, uh, Patriots and Bears at all? I didn't, but I I, I heard, and I I, uh, I did some homework on them as well. <laughs> okay, so I'm interested to hear, obviously, Bailey Zappi came in after three possessions and gave the team a spark, um, got, him, got him the lead, and then eventually in the second half didn't play as well. I'm really curious – to hear from you because you've dealt with this already this year how much mm-hmm. does a QB change in game affect the morale of the team or does does it really give them the spark that that the coaches think uh you know um that's for the coach to side as a defender defense it really doesn't change anything like whoever's on the other side we're thinking we got to support them we got to make sure we give them multiple opportunities um no matter the quarterback um offense Sure, I guess, like, you know, it might provide um, different things, whether it's just the way um, he throws the ball or he plays with more energy or, um, you know, he can, uh, you know, extend plays. But, um, you know, you, you, I think it's more of a change when you go from, like, a traditional quarterback to one of the, that's more mobile uh, that a team hasn't prepared for. Because sometimes you see these games and you're like, you know, that's, it's like Joe Flacco and then going to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. All week they prepare for Joe Flacco, right? And then you get a guy like Lamar Jackson and then, boom, changes the complete way you would play. Um, and and so I, I don't pay attention. I know Zappy and um, Jones are more similar, but uh, it, it's, it's hard to say that it changes the morale of the team. I am curious as a defender, knowing that this is a possibility, what do you do to prepare if you're not sure it's Zappy or Jones? Um, I get really good at what I do. Um, you know, I think, <laughs> and I know it's, it sounds like very arrogant, but I think when it comes down to it, uh, instead of worrying about the quarterback change, you worry about what is my defense going to do play in, play out. How am I going to execute at a higher level to make sure that the quarterback position is nullified and doesn't affect this game? Um, whether it's you know having different coverages and showing our execution and being flawless at that, so that whoever's out there, they're they're going to be confused the entire time. Um, and you know, on the offensive side of the ball, we make sure that we capitalize on our opportunities and then put that quarterback, whoever the quarterback in, is in a situation where they have to be very aggressive. And that's the chance where you make more uh, mistakes on the, their offensive side of the ball. Yeah, no, I, interesting to hear your take, because obviously this is the first time you've ever dealt with a QB situation where there maybe been somebody to pull or whatnot. So thank you for the insight on that. And uh, going forward, it's got to be Mac Jones, right? Man, I feel like they, everybody keeps talking about Zappy, and then I just – you know, I see the clip of him uh, 
singing uh Stacy's mom. You oh. know, he's he, he he's winning over fans left and right by doing that. <laughs> that just made me think of the Drew Locke thing where he's on the sideline singing put on for my city, but Stacy's mom was a weird one, dude. I somebody said that to me and I'm like, this ain't right. And then I looked it up, I'm like, oh my God, he actually is singing Stacy's mom on the sideline. Wait, line. so who are you going with? Are you going with Drew Locke's uh young Jeezy or are you going uh, with I don't Zappy's I don't know, Stacey's man. Mom? Locke looked ridiculous because he was doing all the hand motions and like he thought he was Jeezy for a second. Okay. <laughs> Zappy looked like he just knew the song, so he was just singing along. Locke thought he was Jeezy. Okay, that is very true. <laughs> um also too, Locke, that's like the one thing we know him for now, which I feel bad for him on that. But still, I, I don't know. I'd probably lean Zappy, but Locke's was whatever. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, give me Zappy's. Um, Oh wow! Okay, so you so that's not because you prefer Stacy's mom over Put On, right? Actually, give give me Drew Locks because he knew every word <laughs> and it didn't look like you know. I now that I think about it, I'm just like you know Drew Lock. He gave personality in that chance. It it wasn't just mm-hmm. like oh, I'm just singing the song. No, Drew Lock really went for it. It was like one of those mass singer opportunities, and so he really took a, ch- a chance on that one. No, he owned it. Like he really like it's it's funny. That's what he does in his car when that song comes on too. You know it. He just jams oh, out hard. To. And like I said, Zappy, I'm with you. Zappy almost was worried the cameras were gonna catch him, so he was almost mumbling it, but he definitely yeah. was singing. There's no doubt he yes. was Stacey's mom for sure. Um, Drew Locke on his uh right, lip let's move on. contest would be great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Locke looked like he was actually singing it though. Um <laughs> all right, let's move on though. Thursday night game. Yeah. We got a big one. You you haven't played the Ravens yet. You will play them later mm-hmm. on the real on down the road. You have played the Bucks. Um, Ravens Bucks. Who you got? Um, selfishly, I want the Bucks to win. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I think you know when you look at where the standings are. Uh, I think the Ravens are at, are leading the AFC North. But uh, you know, it's not like the Ravens are going to lay down for anybody. Um, Lamar Jackson's playing very good and. Um, you know, I think, uh, they got a good running game over there and they've always had a really good defense. So, um, but Brady, everybody's been talking bad about Brady. And once you just start to doubt Brady, it's like, he always steps up in those moments. So, um, you know, it was crazy in that Buccaneers and Carolina game. I couldn't believe the pass he threw to Mike Evans that Mike Evans didn't catch. And I'm, pro- I'm pretty sure all the fantasy owners were probably pissed off and sick about it. But, you know, you couldn't ask for a better play and a better throw. I know nobody cares about our fantasy teams. I know. But when you have a Mike Evans and Tom Brady stack, that would have been a lot of points to start that, that off. Uh, it's, I don't want to get into that. We don't need to get into that. I am curious, though, as a guy who has seen Brady and been you know, amazed by what he's been able to do, how weird is it to see his team struggle this much? Because there's something going on there. Uh, you know, I think it's still early enough in the year. I can't just say it's a full-on struggle. I think uh, they're going through some things. And, you know, whether it's guys being hurt in the beginning of the year to now um, – it's just, you know, hit or miss on a, on a couple of things. Uh, and it's, you know, it's starting to avalanche into things. And so you look for um, Brady's still Brady. And, like, even when we played them, there were still some really good throws he had during our game. And people like to say, like, oh, he's falling off. He's doing this. 
No, the dude is still throwing some really good balls. It's just whether or not they're caught or whether or not he's got the time to throw those. So you look for, you know, the team around him to just really start to, you know, catch up with Brady. I think what's most shocking about them is the defense giving up that many points to a Carolina team that I'm not going to call them, say they were quitting, but when you trade your best player and then you also trade Robbie Anderson the week before, it kind of felt like they were laying down. So the defense was kind of shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah, the, the defense, uh, you know, I, I I don't think their defense is any slouch. Um, but, you know, the other team made plays, and uh, it's uh, it, it's tough to watch. All right, so just for the record, you want the Bucks to win, just just yes. for to knock a division opponent down. Yeah. Yes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, people. We're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. All right, cool. Let's go a little Tomlin translator today. Um, We need you to step up here and and explain to us, okay? So I'm going to read this quote here. It goes, it just depends on what the contour of the coverage is. Head coach Mike Tomlin said about the rookie receiver not being uh, overly involved in the second half. We're collective. We got a group of capable playmakers, and sometimes coverage and contour of the coverage dictates where the ball goes. I think he's talking about George Pickens there, who had an amazing catch, uh, touchdown catch in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, to start the game, and, you know, uh, we were really featuring George and, um, you know, what is the team going to do? They're going to try to find ways to uh, get the ball out of his hands, whether it's, you know, uh, rotating to that side or, you know, blitzing from that side. Uh, that's one thing you, you see from a lot of defenses at the next level. They're not just, you know, putting coverage over top, but they will blitz from that side just to make sure the quarterback doesn't even think of going that way. Um, and I, I will commend Miami's uh, secondary. They are very good at um, – disguising pre and post snap. Um, they do a re- really great job. Xavier Howard, one of the best corners in our league. Um, and uh, he does a really good job of just, you know, not letting a, a wide receiver feel, feel comfortable. Um, and, you know, just, you just got to, 
you got to find different ways to get them the ball. Um, and, you know, that comes with growth in the offense, growth and understanding what you're doing. Um, and, you know, but we do have other playmakers that got to step up too. Uh, you know, we have a guy like Deontay Johnson. You have Chase Claypool. You have Pat Fryermuth, uh, Najee Harris. Not a lot of teams have that. And so um, in one instance you have – you know, a team that only goes to one wide receiver. We have multiple guys that can make big plays and uh, are, are capable of doing that week in and week out. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I agree. You got the playmakers there. I thought Fryermuth played really well. And then honestly, I don't have the numbers in front of me exactly, but I thought Najee had a better day running the football too. Um, mm -hmm. So excited to see that. Hopefully they can build off that. And man, I tell you what, that Pickett's catch. I know you probably see a lot of great plays and practice from him. That guy is a stud and really impressed with what he's done. He is, you know, um, he's, he could really be a, a monster in this league. He continues to just keep working. Um, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, but, you know, the plays he makes on Sundays are the plays we see all the time in practice, and it's nothing new. This dude works his tail off, um, and, you know, we just got to keep building on stuff. Uh, one touchdown isn't good enough. Let's get two. Um, and, you know, we got to make sure we, we keep learning more and more about him. Well, and I was excited to see a second receiver got in the end zone this week. So now we have two receivers with a touchdown pass. So thankfully we got that off our back too. We're moving the right direction. But let's, let's get multiple receivers in one game. Let's do that. Hey, how about Chase, Deontay, and George all catch one this weekend? Okay, and then that's let's get let's get some defensive touchdowns, man. Well, let's, let's start adding to that. That's that's what go. we need. We need some we need some fumbles. We need some turnovers. Once we get that, uh, you know that that really sets up for you know um, having a good day on Sunday. Yeah, no, and I'm waiting for you to get another touchdown. You need another one in your career, or or you don't have one in the big in the NFL, do you? It's only in college. Uh uh, you know it's I have that first though. No, nah, we don't need to talk about that. Let's move on to not just football topics here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Still one of the worst moments of my sports sporting fan life. Um, have Have you seen your Lakers? Wait, now they're just my Lakers. I like uh, yeah, I Yeah, I didn't put them as my final pick. I didn't do that. That was you. Uh, so you're, you're not a Lakers fan anymore? I'm a LeBron fan. Uh, I'm not, not a fan of how they constructed this roster. I'm just going to be honest with you. And it was a concern for me early on, but uh, you have to be concerned with what you've seen from Russell Westbrook. The two-for-one two, uh, two opportunity against the Trailblazers was really bad. I think I sent that clip to you where oh. LeBron and AD were clearly uh, in shock. So how do you see the Lakers uh, three games in? Man, you know, steady, you know. I know it's choppy waters. I know it's going crazy right now, but we just got to remain steady. I don't know if it means a trade or whatever, but uh, we just got to continue to keep pushing through. 0-3 is not 0-82. There's a lot more basketball to be played, and I know everybody likes to be very reactionary and throw one guy under the bus, but one play doesn't, you know, determine what a, a game is. Um, and... They, they were up eight with four minutes left. Four minutes left. And multiple bat shots by multiple guys. So I, I, don't, I hate to just say it's Russell Westbrook. Uh, everybody's got to own it. And to just point the finger at one guy, I don't think is right. But, you know, let's just get a win under our belt and just keep growing from there. Yeah, I just think they they can't shoot, man. And I mean, he I mean, I feel bad for him. He had an 0 for 11 the other night and, you know, it's mm -hmm. you have to live with it. You're right. Just so you 
right now, I'm going to give you an out. You want to change your finals pick? I ain't changing. Wow. Okay. Okay. I ain't changing. Yeah. All right. Well, that's okay. Thanks. Um, all right. We're going to move on here to something. Juju Smith-Schuster says he knew his teammates were ready to play Sunday after they won four straight games of Call of Duty. I think he played with uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and Valdez Scantling. Um, do you think playing video games can guarantee a win on Sunday? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, there's been plenty of guys who haven't played video games or don't don't even have time for video games, to be honest with you, um, you know, to win pretty big games. Um, but that, that's a different way of thinking about it, and, um, you know, you look the bond in different ways. Yeah, he was saying that, like, the chemistry was there, that they felt like they were on the field, like, this guy's here, that guy's there. So, I don't know. Um, well, you're not a call Communication of duty is always huge. Communication yeah. is always huge. And you can continue to work work on it on and off the field. I'm all for it. But to just say video games is the reason why we won, um, you know, I, I, I don't – I call I call BS on that because you're you're constantly just working with these guys, getting to learn more about them, um, getting their learn their interests, and so you know video games, talking, having dinner, uh, treatment nights, you name it. Guys find different ways to keep communicating. All right, who's the best Madden player on the Steelers? Madden player on the Steelers. Well, I know it's not Connor Hayward because Connor Hayward is trash at video games. I know it's not you. It's not you either. Uh, I haven't played in a while, so I, I won't give myself that that title right now. Um, but I'll say, oh man, I don't even know who plays video games like that anymore, man. Uh, maybe I'm just a lost cause, and I'm just so enamored by so many different things. But uh, it's got to be one of the young guys. I, I can see a guy like George being obsessed with video games. <laughs> Yeah, but like he's Connor's age, man, and we we've established they're not good at video games. Like Connor thinks he's good at video games, but he's no, not. No, but Con- but Connor is just Connor is he's full of smoke. Like Connor just talks a big game. Like how many times have we played Connor? Yeah, I'm really good, and then he gets blown out, and then ends up quitting halfway through. Like Connor is not the prototypical video gamer. I think I bought the Xbox for him, and then he just never really played, and he just plays when he comes up here. So I'm not using him as you know my my barometer on who's good at video games. All right, yeah, no, you're not a Call of Duty guy. You're more of a we're no. more sports guys, so we don't really yes. play the Call of Duty. Um, but I do want to I do want to get so the new the, FIFA. I do want to get the new FIFA because yeah, it's got Ted yeah. Lasso on there. So that looks like it's going to be pretty fun, though. That you know what I've not actually bought FIFA in a few years, but I do think this is the year maybe we start a FIFA, we play a little season in FIFA, and yeah, I'm into that. So we need to do that later on this year. But piggybacking off the the Xbox story, there was mm-hmm. a story about Nick Chubb this weekend that he bought a PS5 and an Xbox just to be able to get on late at night to see which teammates were up and to tell them to get off the internet. Um, have you done this? And do you feel as the seasoned vet on the team that you need to start doing it? Uh, I'm not your mom, man. I'm not your daddy. Like, like, uh, it's kind of funny. Like, didn't it say he bought the Xbox and PS5 for his teammates too? I don't know if he bought it for him. I know he just, he had some for him just so he can do that. I hear he doesn't Uh, play video games. So, okay. Okay. Well, just thinking about that way, I'm just like, (laughs) like, couldn't they just simply just make their account private so he couldn't see? 
you know, I, I, think, I think it's well-intentioned and, like, guys, we want to win. But we got to be grown men. We got to all grow from this. Um, video games and um, are secondary. We all have a job to do, and we all want to be really good at our jobs. Uh, saying that we don't need to be on video games is one thing. But getting on there and, you know, basically having bed check or video game check to tell somebody to go to bed, I don't, I don't know if that's going to fly with guys. All right, but you need to be honest. If you were an Arizona Cardinal, you'd be doing it. <laughs> you would. You would be doing it. You I don't would. think I need to. I think my coaches already handled that with the contract negotiations at this point. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the team did it. This team's already got somebody doing it. Yeah. Uh, uh, do y'all have a locker room policy on video games? Like, is there anything like, I don't I mean, I know, I know you like to play them. There's no like rules, right? No, it's about being professional and being grown up about it. Video games, they have a time and a place for everything. Um, but, you know, don't let it interfere with your job that you have. Because once video games becomes your job, then it will overtake your job in the NFL. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. And in I, you kind of go in lulls on this, but how, many video, how much video games do you think you play in a season? I can tell you right now, I, I've maybe turned it on once since the season starts. And that was, I was trying to waste some time and, um, you know, I was showing my, I think my son how to play. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's not me just up all hours of the night. The older I get, the, the more my video games go into hiding and have more dust on them. Yeah, I know. And I feel like off season, we, me and you, we, we to play Madden and stuff together. I feel like we play a lot more in the off season. Uh, than we yes. do in season. Like the in season, we go like six months without ever even discussing Xbox. And then once the season ends, it's like, all right, fantasy draft, let's go. So yeah, I, uh, I know you don't play a whole lot, but I didn't know how much you were playing. Well, like, you know, when you first get in the league, it's like, oh, I want to play Madden. I want to see myself on the game. I want to be able to play with the team I play with. But like, I can't do that every week. I can't, you know, wrap my head around and just, oh, we're playing the Eagles this week, so I need to play the Eagles. That's not... I need to study the Eagles. I need to make sure I know what, uh, you know, protections I'm getting and different blocks. Watch Playing a game, that's not happening. Uh, and, you know, I like to think I like to save my competitive juices for when I get on the field. I will say this, though. Every time we do a fantasy draft, you draft yourself. I end up trading for myself, too. Or trading, yeah, or trading. But you, you get yourself on your team every time. Yeah, it's an easier trade. I'm an old guy in the game. So, you know, it's easier to come about. And, you know, production for value, I think that's a, that's a good pick. Yeah, no, it is. Um, but you lose your trade value the older you get, man. It's tough. But you, it's funny. You have yourself you, – first off, you cheat. Like, I don't – we don't need to get into this. But you, you stack your roster in that and still can't beat me. But we'll get into that another day. But I just want everyone to know you, you have to have yourself on your own team. Yeah, I, my, myself needs to be on a good team. He doesn't need to be on some terrible team, you know. I, I deserve to put myself on a good team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's your player. You should be able to play with your guy whenever you want. That's fair. Wouldn't you do the same? Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I, I'd reach on myself. I, I would take myself first pick if I could. I'd take myself over Mahomes and everybody, but I'm not in the game, so I don't have to do that. What, what position would you be playing in Madden? 
Oh, I'm a quarterback or a safety. Um, I don't know. I don't I mean quarterback or safety. Something that a guy, a five foot eleven white guy, could play. I don't know, like receiver, but I'm not fast. I don't know. I you mean, could be like, the Cole Be- Beasley. Listen, listen. Sign me up to be Chase Daniels. I will be the backup quarterback for the next twenty years, and I'll be the best teammate you could possibly have. Easier right? said than done. Yeah. No, listen, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll sign up for it. Whatever it takes. Okay. Well, Hayden, I want to appreciate you getting on with me today. I thought we had a really good show. It was fun to talk, you know, some basketball, talk about last game, which wasn't fun. But uh, we're looking forward to next week. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Guys, um, this is the Not Just Football Podcast with me, Cam Hayward, and we'll see you next time.